This is an RNZ podcast. The pattern in past elections has been that our political parties push policies on big-ticket issues like tax, health and education, but broadcasting and media plans are often left to the last minute or overlooked entirely. But while the issue is not seen as a real vote-grabber by most political parties, the media are important to many Kiwis, and the government spends nearly a quarter of a billion dollars of their money on it each year, and rising. And in this post-COVID era, where they choose to spend that money could be critical. So, with the election now upon us, what's in our political party's manifestos for the media? Well, not a lot in short, but this week, the lobby group Better Public Media, which is dedicated to strengthening public service media, forced the issue with a live online debate featuring the broadcasting spokespeople from all three parties in the current government, Labour, the Greens and New Zealand First, and the National Party spokesperson Melissa Lee. Now, interestingly, three of those four were former journalists. Melissa Lee started out in newspapers before becoming a TV producer and then an MP, and New Zealand First's Jenny Marcroft was a news presenter on TV and radio before she went into politics. And Labour's Chris Farfoy, the current Minister of Public Broadcasting and Digital Media, was a political broadcast journalist at TVNZ as recently as 2008. On Monday, after the customary technological Zoom hiccups... Um, Melissa, can you can you hear us now? I can hear you. I, this is a merging of different technologies. I'm, use, I'm hearing the audio via my phone. The media and broadcasting policy debate was at times revealing, but revealed little new policy because there wasn't a whole lot of that. Labour has not yet released a media policy at all, and when one Zoom participant in London pointed out to the Minister Chris Farfoy that people were already casting their votes, the Minister replied in writing, If we throw all our policy out at once, we'll get no coverage, but I promise you it's not too far away. Though Chris Farfoy did tell Monday's debate, Labour does still want a new organisation to replace state-owned RNZ and TVNZ. Chris Farfoy also praised the Local Democracy Reporting Service, which is publicly funded by New Zealand On Air, since 2018. The pilot programme for it placed eight reporters in local newsrooms around the country to cover local politics, with more to come next year after a funding boost this year. Nationals' Melissa Lee also applauded the same scheme. Uh, for the uh, democracy uh, reporting funding, I mean, I've always backed it um, when he was introducing it, and I think Gareth probably also agrees, and I think everyone in, in, in this call probably agree. That is actually based on the BBC model, and I've always said that you know we needed voices from the regions But in general, Melissa Lee has been a fierce critic of this government and its handling of the media. But, like Labour, her party also has no publicly available policy on the media for voters to ponder. Melissa Lee told Monday's meeting a national-led government would conduct a review to find out where the shortfalls are. And she seemed to say that she saw a shortfall in balance at RNZ. And I think there, uh, whether it's the stories and the news or whether, uh, you know, in terms of the documentaries that they actually do, the podcasts, it has to be balanced. And I think when people actually realise that they're not balanced, that's when the people turn around and actually say they're not trustworthy. Melissa Lee said RNZ does well when, in her words, both sides of the political spectrum hates them. And that drew this response from Better Public Media Chair, Dr Peter Thompson. Are you suggesting that there's a substantial uh, bias in RNZ's reporting here? 
all media, you might find that. I mean, look, I'm, as I said, I've clarified that I'm an all media person. I'm an all journalist. When I was actually training to be a journalist, I was told that to report, I had to report, report the facts and I had to get both sides of the story. And often you actually find that uh, of late, uh, often you find journalists who are actually not reporting, but who are commentating. I think sometimes that actually um, does disservice to the audience. Melissa Lee also went on to say she didn't support RNZ's plans for a multimedia youth service. And I think, you know, perhaps RNZ should focus um, on what they do well. Now, the Greens have published a media policy, and on Monday, Gareth Hughes, a former broadcasting spokesperson who was filling in for the current one, Chloe Swarbrick, said that the government needed to go faster and further with public media. But we haven't seen the, the, the response and the scale of ambition that I think the challenges demand of us. And I think we need to be honest and actually set a higher bar for expectations for the next term. As Greens spokesperson back in 2014, Gareth Hughes proposed a contestable fund for public interest journalism, and that's still Greens policy now, as is a non-commercial TV channel, but there's no budget or target date for that. The Greens policy released in July also pledges to support New Zealand On Air to continue funding local content and increase RNZ's funding in order to, in its words, employ journalists losing jobs in the private media sector. But how would a future Green government pay for all this? What we've said is a priority for us for forming the next government, if we are in that position to be negotiating, is a digital services tax to raise money so we can increase that funding. And the idea there is a tax on digital advertising revenue, which is also in the Greens' published policy. Gareth Hughes went on to accuse Coalition partner New Zealand First of being a handbrake on public media reform. But when New Zealand First Jenny Marcroft outlined New Zealand First's manifesto policies names, many of the Greens' ones are in it too. New Zealand First, she said, would return Māori TV's operations to Auckland's CBD to future-proof the broadcaster and create a contestable funding pool for journalism, and she backed the local democracy reporting scheme too. She said all this would cost a considerable amount, but she couldn't specify what that would be. New Zealand First doesn't believe that it's the role of government to aid foreign-owned media organisations or private equity players, but that it is vital that journalism is sustained to ensure that robust democracy. Jenny Marcroft also said New Zealand First would end the free ride of the tech platforms like Facebook, Amazon and Google and require them to pay a digital services tax and also a fee when sharing New Zealand journalism on their platforms. New Zealand First, she says, also favours decommercialising TVNZ, but she said it has reservations about TVNZ and RNZ being replaced by one new entity. And it would not go for what she called the full-scale extravaganza of a non-commercial TV channel proposed by the Greens. So some clues there as to why little progress has been made so far by the current coalition government's cabinet. There was one area in which all four participants in Monday's debate were agreed, though, and that was opposition to Te Puni Kōkiri's plan for the Māori Broadcasting Funding Agency, Tamangai Paho, to fund a single Māori news service in response to concerns that some of this would lead to a less diverse range of Māori views in the news media. So don't expect that one to re-emerge next year. Now, there's no specific media or broadcasting policy at all in the Māori Party's manifesto, but it does say it would require the workforce at all state-funded broadcasters across all media to have a basic fluency level of te reo Māori. The ACT Party also has nothing about the media in its published policies, though that's perhaps not surprising, as its overarching aim is smaller government and less spending on non-core services. 
top, the Opportunities Party has the same policy that it formed back in 2017, sell TVNZ and use the proceeds to set up a public journalism fund as part of New Zealand On Air. It says RNZ should be able to compete for this funding along with other platforms. And top's tax reform policy also says that the likes of Google and Facebook, which profit from news but don't create any, should pay their fair share of tax. The New Conservatives and Advanced New Zealand have no policies for the media or broadcasting in their published manifestos. But there's still a week to go, and therefore still a chance of something unexpected from one of the big two parties before the polls close next weekend. We'll keep an eye on it.